time after time. Time after time. Look at that chorus we just sang once again. What a wonderful way to uh, begin our message today as we think on the subject of prayer. Probably one of the greatest privileges that we have is open access to the Father in prayer, Father and Son in prayer, and probably one of the least used. Let's talk about that today. Time after time, he has waited before, and now he is waiting again. Time after time, he is waiting again. He has waited before. Who is he but God? To see if you're willing to open the door. Oh, how he wants to come in. Speaks exactly to what we're going to be talking about today and for the next several weeks. Acts chapter 4, uh, verses 29 and 30 read this way. Now, Lord, consider the threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Search out your hand, stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. We have the opportunity of speaking face to face with that God, the God that was just described for us in those verses. We have that opportunity every single moment of every single day, day after day, not just on Sunday while we're here from 10 to 11 o'clock. Well, that's done. Now we can get back to the real world. No, no, no. All of the time, time after time, he's waiting. He's waiting for you to come to him. And that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about the fact that he is waiting for you. He, and who is he? And so, why should we pray? Why should we pray? What's the big deal about praying? Well, if we're Christians, if, if we are, if we believe that there's a God, if we believe that Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary, if we believe that Jesus came for one purpose and one purpose alone, and that was to save me from my sins, do you hear how personal that was? And you can say that for yourself. I'm saying for us, but I'm going to get personal. I want you to be personal. Jesus' purpose in coming, God's purpose in sending, for God so loved the world that he sent his son to save me from my sins. Say that in your heart. See, that's the God we're talking about. And he came. And he lived that sinless life for 30 plus years. And he went to the cross for you and for me. All of the sin of all of the people for all of recorded time was taken care of at the cross. If we acknowledge him. So simple. Now, nothing can be that simple. Nothing can be that simple. And that's the lie of the world. 
That is the lie of the world because it is that simple. If we can accept him, if we can accept John 3, 16 and 17 on its face value, don't add any words, don't take any words away, just look at the verses, read the words, and if we can accept those words, then that's what we're talking about. That's the God we're talking about. And prayer, which is what we're talking about today, prayer is a response to God's grace. Think about all of the gifts that you've ever received. All of the gifts that you've ever received from your mother, from your father, from friends, from loved ones, whatever they are, what is the first response that we make when we receive a gift? I've been thanking Susie, and I've already picked on her this morning, so I'll continue, uh, for, for giving me that chocolate bunny. Thank you, Susie. It made a great point the following week. And she didn't show up for it, so there it was. Uh, anyway. But the point being is we, we, we give thanks. Thank you for that lovely gift. Thank you for the card. Thank you for the little note that you wrote me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, whatever. Thank you. Prayer is a response to God's grace. Thank you, God, for sending your son. Thank you, God, for giving him the power as a person to live a sinless life. Thank you for his prayer at Gethsemane that said, hey, I just assume not do this, my paraphrase, but whatever your will is, that's what I'll do. And then, what, not 12 hours later, he's on the cross. Why is he on the cross? We covered that ground already. For you and for me, for the forgiveness of our sin. Thank you, God. Prayer is a response to God's grace. We do it as human. Can't we do it spiritually as well? Can't And shouldn't we do it every day? The greater the gift, how many times do you thank someone for a gift? Well, I've been thanking Susie for since Easter uh, for that bunny. And... Uh, and I've been thanking her for the little cross that I wear in my tie since my birthday last year. This was a birthday present. This was her husband's cross. Very uh, uh, important item of jewelry that he had and wore most of the time. And she felt that I should have it. What a lovely gift. And I can't thank her enough for that gift. How better than the bunny, right? That's good. Anyway, thank you. Every single morning, the first thought in your mind. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for John three sixteen and 17. Or whatever first you want to hang it on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Response to God's grace. God's described in the verses as having uh, <clears throat> a number of attributes. He's the sovereign Lord. He's the self-revealing Lord. 
He's the seeing Lord. The Lord knows us now. The Lord knows our thoughts now. He knows our hearts now. He knows the sin that you committed four and a half minutes ago. And he forgave you for that one too, by the way. God is there for you. And prayer is a response to a love that is absolutely indescribable. You can't match it. We talk about the love of a, of a husband and a wife and, and mothers and fathers to children and all of the... Nothing compares to the love that God shows to you and to me. Could we not at least say thank you today and tomorrow is not a church day tomorrow we go back to the quote the regular world and we've got to commute to wherever we got to do whatever we got to you know it's monday that's laundry day right got to wash the sheets tomorrow you know how mundane is that <clears throat> thank you lord for giving me monday thank you lord for giving me tuesday thank you lord for giving me all of those days sin free in order that I might be with you, Lord, for all of eternity. For all of eternity. There's a request. There is a request. And I read the request to you. The request has to do with a petition. And it's only one element of prayer, but it's a part of the prayer. And we have that opportunity. We can actually ask for stuff. We can ask for things. Lord, help me through this situation. I got to, I got into this situation all by myself. Shame on me. But I can't get out of it without you. Lord, help me. No eloquence there. No theological words there. We don't need all of those words when we're praying. God's not impressed with your diction. He really isn't. God is concerned. God cares about your sincerity. God cares that you love him. That's what he wants of you. God so loved the world that he wanted to reconcile the world unto himself, reconciled you unto himself in order that you might love him. Free will love. <clears throat> Not robot. Free will love. I love you. And because you first loved me, that's the way the song reads, I believe. And that's fine. No problem at all. I love you because you first loved Lee. That's my selfish attitude. Hey, now I'm going to heaven. Now I've got this. I've got this. I got, I got the whole package of goodies. That's good. But my response is a relationship with God. I have a relationship with God. And there's a resource. There's ex there's expediency. There's availability. God is available to you right this minute. God is speaking to you through my voice right this minute. And I'm not patting myself on the back to say that. But he is. God is speaking to you. God speaks to you. See if I can keep from dropping anything on the floor today. God speaks to you right here. God loved you so much that not only did he send his son, but he gave you the word. 
we just went through uh, 12 weeks in Sunday uh, Bible study talking about the history of the church. And it's an ex- it was an exciting study. Where did this come from? How did it get here? How, after all of these thousands of years, do we have this wonderful, wonderful love letter that God wrote to me? Dear Martin, I created the heavens and the earth. I set apart the, the firmament and the water. I made the plants. I made the animals. Oh, and I finally got around to making you. Day six, right? Love letter. But I love you so much that I decided that the cap would be what? My son. I love you so much, I'm going to give you my son. That's the love that we're talking about. And that is what we have been called to pray. What are you doing? Oh, I'm looking at hand signals here that I don't recognize. Okay. (laughs) Excuse me for for saying... uh, delineating here okay what are the results we can know the very presence of God we can know the very presence of God if you will take the time to open your hearts and minds frequently to God in prayer you're going to feel God's presence you're going to feel his loving arms wrapped around you like a loving husband or wife or or whatever, loving child. You're going to feel it. You can actually physically feel it. Because I know God that intimately. How do I know God that intimately? Because I spend time with Him. Now sometimes I need a kickstart. Sometimes, and there's the love letter, kickstart helps. There's all kinds of materials that are available to us to help us Quote, get in the mood. And there's daily bread. And there's Spurgeon's uh, daily devotions. There's this guy's daily devotions. There's Rick Warren's daily devotions. Anybody anybody that's got a name now has put a book together and given you 365 reasons why you can, you know, this is how you should talk to God today. And I'm not knocking any of them. They're all for one purpose alone, and that's to point you to God. To point you to God. We can know the power of God because we come to know God. We know the power of God because we pray for all of those things that are on the back of our bulletin. And we, all of us, have seen answers to the very prayers that we have printed on the back of that bulletin. Over and over again, we remove things from the bulletin because God has answered our prayers. No longer do we need to, to pray about this. Praying has power. Praying has power. A, ma- a major ministry, my notes say, a major ministry of the church is prayer. I don't really like that sentence at all. 
a major ministry of you is prayer. You are the church. We're not talking about this build. We don't even know what room we're going to be in one one week to another. So forget that. You don't know which sex. Surely might put us over there next week. You are the church. You, each individual in the room, are the church. 11 plus 2, there are 13 of us in the room today. Uh, You are the power of the church, of the church here, because you have the opportunity of doing what I've been talking about, and that's reaching out and actually touching the very face of God. And that's what prayer does. That's what prayer does. It gives you the opportunity to be that intimate with who? The guy that put it all together. Oh, by the way, on the sixth day, I made you. On the sixth day, I knew that I was, that you were going to be here. I knew your name before your parents. Your parents wrestled over for three or four months as to what they were going to name you. I mean, back when most of us were born, we didn't we didn't get the preview of of, uh, of gender, did we? Whatever. Shirley and I bought a dress for our firstborn, and then Rob was born, and so we hung the dress in the closet because we figured, well. If there's a second, and we decided there would be, uh, then the dress would be for the second. And then Blair Matthew was born. And we dusted off that stupid dress and put it back in the closet. And then and then we said, well, if there's a third, and we did plan on having a third, uh, and then the third was born, and he came. And we still had that dress. And we prayed, and we prayed. And there were people in church that were praying too because they were watching. They, there was one lady that said, if she has a boy, I'm not having any more children. And she quit. And that's when Philip was born and she quit having children. She had two sons. That was it. Because her sons followed ours. And then we decided, well, the dress is out of style. But there it is. It's hanging there. We dusted that sucker off again. And... Tiffany was born, and she wore that dress. Believe me. Prayer. The power of prayer. Ministry of the church. Your ministry. My ministry. Our ministry is prayer. And when a church prays, when all of us pray, there is power. There is power. There is power. There is power. I hope somebody's keeping time because I'm, huh? I've got to cover it. You got to cover it. I know you do. Okay. I have to turn my pages. My notes are sideways. I just, God did not provide me the ability to read sideways. I can read upside down, but I can't read sideways. Prayer is not an option. It really isn't. Prayer is not an option. The Lord Jesus Christ taught that prayer is not something we do when we feel like it. Rather, it's a God-given responsibility. Prayer is keeping company with God. Think about that. 
Memorize that. Prayer is keeping company with God. That's a simple statement. Don't you want to keep company with God? Company with God. Why do we pray? Well, Luke chapter 18 says, Then Jesus told the disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. That's what the scripture says. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Devote yourself to prayer, Paul and the Christians said in Colossians chapter 4. In Matthew chapter 7, ask and it will be given to you. My granddaughters, when they hit the door, they immediately say, Grandma, Grandpa, whichever one they're talking to, uh, I'm hungry. And they anticipate that we're going to respond. If they don't ask, if they don't say those words, we're praying for the day that they don't say the words. But if they don't say the words, we're not going to feed them. They can go home and eat. God uses prayer to bless us. Ask, and it will be given to you. When's the last time you received an answer to prayer? Well, it's been a long time. Well, when's the last time you prayed for something? Oops, now we're getting personal now, aren't we? Jesus prayed. He, Jesus, went into the hills to pray over and over again throughout the Gospels, we read that Jesus prayed, Jesus prayed, Jesus prayed. Do I have to read that verse again? Jesus prayed. Jesus, what was Jesus doing the night that he was betrayed and arrested? Jesus prayed. What an idiot. He should have got the fastest horse in town and taken off for parts unknown. He knew that they were coming for him. That's not God's plan. Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed, find me the horse and I'll go. But not my will, but thine be done. Jesus prayed. And he kept on praying. And we keep on praying. We've been praying for uh, Jewel for since the 1st of December when she fell and hit her head. And we're still praying. She's still in the hospital. Never left the hospital from the time she went in December. Think about that. How dangerous it is to fall. Be careful. Be careful. Continue to pray. Continue to pray. How do you get started? Let us know to say you have to, you have to set your alarm clock and get up at whatever. You don't have to do any of those things. All you really have to do is say, I'm going to speak to God every day and I know exactly what I'm going to say. I gave it to you at the beginning of the message today, didn't I? I said, thank you. Thank you, God, for sending your son. Thank you for John 3, 16, 17. And from that simple remark, Leads to what? Leads to everything else. You have the opportunity. That opens the door. That opens the door to prayer. That opens it. 
So it isn't the special time of day. Jesus got up in the morning and went and prayed, and, and definitely we can do that. Usually if you get up early before you have to, you know, shave and, and do whatever else you have to do in the morning, fix your hair, lips, all of that stuff, before you do any of that stuff and you and you go find a, a quiet place. You know, when I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and go back to sleep, do you know how much valuable time that is? When I realize I'm not going back to sleep and I stay up and it's the phone doesn't ring. Every once in a while you'll hear a dog bark, one bark, just to prove that he's still alive. You get I get all kinds of work done. What valuable time that is. And I and I get a lot of sermonizing done at three o'clock in the morning. I really do. What can you do when you can't go back to sleep? Well, let's see if we could start with thank you, God, for John three sixteen and seventeen. That's what we could do, right? And that opens the door, doesn't it? And then God responds. God is there. God is there. And he says, thank you for thanking me. God is there. And he's a rock. He's a rock. Let me read this uh, poem to you. I'm your little prayer rock, and this is what I do. Just put me on your pillow until the day is through. Then turn back the covers and climb into your bed and whack. Your little prayer rock will hit you in the head. (laughs) Then you'll remember as the day is through to kneel and say your prayers as you want to. Then when you're finished, just dump me on the floor. I'll stay there through the night and give you help once more. When you get up in the morning, clunk, I'll stub your toe. So you'll remember your morning prayers before you go. Put me back upon your pillow when your bed is made. Your clever little prayer rock will continue in your aid. Because your Heavenly Father cares and loves you so, He wants you to remember to talk to Him. You know. How about that? Got a prayer rock? Use the alarm clock. What's that? You all need a copy of that. Okay, we've all heard... We've all heard the acronym for ACTS. Uh, ACTS A stands for ad- how should I pray? Well, you can use you can use what we call the Lord's Prayer, the Disciples' Prayer, Jesus' Prayer. That's Matthew chapter six, verses nine through thirteen. And what what is that? Our Father, the Our Father who art in heaven. Okay, and that follows the ACTS model. A is for adoration or worshiping God. So you begin prayer by with adoration. And what do you do when you say thank you God for John 3:16 and 17? Isn't that adoration? Isn't that showing the love that God has shown to you thanking him? And then the C stands for confession, confession of our sins to God. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does that talk about? And then the third thing is thanksgiving. And so we talk about all of the things for which I can be thankful for. I thank you for giving me a loving wife that's been with me through thick and thin through all of these years. I thank you for my four children. I thank you for my... 
And I got some neat grandchildren. And I'm not bragging on my grandchildren right now because you know my grandchildren, most of you, and you will agree with me. They are beautiful. They are talented. They're the best grand. You wish you had my grandchildren. And I'll have to admit, there are days when I wish you had my grandchildren. Thanksgiving. And then the fourth thing, the S stands for supplication, asking for things in prayer. What did we do this morning? We prayed for our president, irregardless of who we're going to vote for. We prayed for the Congress, irregardless of who we're going to vote for. We prayed for our country, the country in which we live. And none of us, I don't think, are looking for a passport to Australia right now. Maybe to Texas, but not anyway. Don't want to go there. So reach out and pray. And what? look at the back of your bulletin. There's a whole page of supplication right there. Pray for Jewel. Pray for Lindy. Pray for, and it goes on. Pray for my sons-in-law, my, my brothers-in-law. Thank you. Pray. Reach out and pray. And do you know what? Praying for others, it's just like I go spend my money to buy something to give. Okay? So it costs me something to give something to you. I want you to have it because I love you. Spend some of the most valuable stuff you have on the face of this earth, and that's your time, and pray for someone. Take someone, look around the room and say, I'm going to pray for this particular person this week. Every day this week, I don't know his name, that person in the yellow shirt, that person, it doesn't make any difference. I'm going to pray for that person every day for the rest of the week. And you do. Now, I've told you before, I pray for every single one of you every day. And I do. I pray for you by name. I know everybody's name in the room. That's what's so wonderfully beautiful about a church this size. I am name challenged. I really, I'm not really very good at that. But I've become pretty good at this. I mean, I know all of your names. And I know something about every one of you. And I pray for you. That's supplication. That's reaching out. I love you as God loves you. Do you love me as God loves me, as God loves you? Because you love me, I have the power to love others. Think about who you're praying for. Here's a prayer for you. God be in my head and in my understanding. God be in my eyes and in my looking. God be in my mouth and in my speaking. God be in my heart and in my thinking. God be at my end and at my tea party. Pretty good way to live. Think about it. God be in my mouth, God be in my heart, God be in my thinking. Take me over. I'm no longer the captain of my destiny. You are. When we talk about being a bond slave to Christ, that's not a bad thing. I mean, slavery got a bad rap the way the world used it. I'm a bond slave to Christ. 
because I know that whatever Christ wants for me is best for me. Whatever Christ wants for you is best for you. Last page of my notes. There they go. It's got to be something on the floor. That's why I need this big, huge. I need a. But then I wouldn't fit in my trunk. I wouldn't be able to haul it in and out. Okay, now, here's something I'm going to do for you today. But you're going to have to do it too. Okay, I want every single one of you today. This is a prayer starter to pick up the June, July, and August daily bread. Pick it up. And if you've got one, pick up another one because you want to give it away. And also, something that Michael, our wonderful Michael O'Mahony, made for us, is I want you to pick this up too. What is this? It's like a blue book, like you go to college, you know, you're going to take an exam. It's it's just a journal. This could be a prayer journal. This could be a, you could be taking messages on how all the important things I've said to you today. I want you to pick one up. I'm serious. Pick one up. They're on the table right over there by the joy box, by the offering box. Get one of these. Get another one of the daily bread so you can give one away. And then bring this with you if you're going to take sermon notes. Have it nearby so that when you're talking to God, you have the opportunity of writing down some things that he's spoken to you about. That makes the prayers meaningful, doesn't it? That makes the prayers meaningful. What did God say to me yesterday? Oh, because my memory is really kind of... I have trouble finding my keys. Uh, So pick one up. So everybody walks out of here today with whatever you came in with. And this... No cost. Free. Well, it came out of the church budget. So in a way, you you paid for it. So pick up what you bought and, and let's use it. Daily bread to remind us that we're going to be speaking to God in a meaningful way every day. And that conversation is so important, I want to take notes. How does that sound? How does that sound? Now then, back to that. And I'll close with this. If I can find it. I can't find it. The last song. Here it is. The song we sang as I was introduced. Time after time, he has waited before. And now he is waiting again. To see if you're willing to open the door. Oh, how he wants to come in. He's at the door right now. Are you going to let him in? Are you going to let him in today, tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday? You got the idea. Let's pray. Gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you 
this day, this wonderful, beautiful day that you've given to us to worship you. Help us to be the servants you would have us to be as we go forward sharing your love with others. As at one time, someone shared your love with us. And we thank you now, and we praise you in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. They sure did.